All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. Today, I am joined by my one of my good friends, Reggie Jackson. He is in the building tonight. Well, via Zoom, he's in the building. And so, of course, uh, as y'all can see, he is a sneakerhead uh, by some of the things that are going on in the background, Steelers fan as well. So we're going to get into a lot of that tonight, bro. Reggie, my brother, how you doing? How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling good, man. How you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. Fresh off work and... You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm good now. I'm, as long as I'm off work, I'm Gucci. Like I'm 100. So, but yeah, bro. So uh, for just kind of like a brief recap uh, for people to just kind of intro you, Reggie. Uh, for the people like me and Reggie, we met through Lids. Uh, we used to work uh work t- together or that's like same district things like that. Then like uh I got moved to BR. Well, no, I I was still in Lafayette at the time. Craziest thing ever I happened. Moved to Lafayette. Exactly. And you went to BR. I came back to BR, and yep. then you went to Houston, yep. and I went back the last year. Yep. The craziest thing happened with uh, how me and Reggie really got, like, close. So I was in Lafayette at the time. I just uh, got out of school. I was working for Lids. And, like, in front of, my, in front of like, where I park and everything, there's, like, in the middle of the night, like, somebody's moving in. Like, trailer pull up, truck pull up. And I'm like, like who is moving in in the middle of the night like this? Come to find out, me and Reggie used to work in the same mall in Lafayette. It's Reggie. Reggie moves in like a building behind me. I and I say have, like right behind me. <laughs> like, I have no clue who Reggie is. I only know of Reggie through work conference calls. Never put a put eyes on a person. Turns out it's Reggie. So that's how me, uh, me and Reggie met. We got a little bit closer that way. And uh, so, yeah. So uh, Reggie, I've known Reggie for about, I would say since about 2012 or 13. Well, 13, I'm about to say about yeah. 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah, so coming up on 10 years fast. So uh so yeah, ready just kind of give give the people a bit of background about you. You're you from BR and just take it from there. Oh uh, man, uh from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um I've been into sneakers now since about 2009, maybe, if you want to give it a ballpark. Um fell in love with sneakers working at Champs Foot Locker, did all that jazz. Um, then moved over to Leeds, was still in the mall, did all the sneakers and stuff like that. I went back to the finish line, so it's always been a love for sneakers and stuff like that. Um, I have two sons, 10, three months. I started over. I understand. I know. I know. I started all the way over. So, but it's cool. <laughs> Back getting used to having the baby and stuff, having the infinite things like that. Yeah. Um, and now really just working. I work for Cox now. So now working for Cox, moving around that chain and things like that. And I've also been working with uh, Made for the W now for about two years. Um, if you don't know what Made for W is, a platform for women, sneakers, sports, and everything dealing with women's sports and things like that. So I'm um, have a lot of stuff going on with that, with the WNBA season coming up, the draft just happened yeah. and stuff like that. So it's a lot of big stuff going on with that right now. Big draft, big draft. We're going to get into the draft in, in a moment here. And so just kind of like talk to us about fatherhood for a minute. Like fatherhood, 10 years ago, you say your oldest is 10 and 10 years later, like it's so much didn't change, like social completely media, different internet, perspective. like, so, so just kind of run it. Completely different perspective. Like um, with my first kid, unfortunately me and his mom didn't really mesh to her. So um, I wasn't there for a lot when he was younger. Um, now that he's older, he's at that 10, 11 year old stage where he don't talk on the phone. He don't want to be bothered. He sits in the room all day and plays on the iPad. So that's stuff that I have to get used to because I ask my dad all the time, were we like that when he was kids? He, yeah, you were. 
So just get used to it. So now, like you say, having a three-month-old, I'm starting completely over. So I got waking up all night, every two hours, getting a bottle, things like that. So, man, it's crazy, but I wouldn't trade it for the world, I swear. I love my kids, love my son to death. Um, It's crazy, though. I'm into shoes like crazy. He doesn't care for them at all. Really? Like, he not, don't? Not at all. Like, if I buy them for him, he cool with it, but he's kind of, eh, it is what pressed. it is. Not at all. He'll wear slides all day, every day if I let him. That's yeah. his That's his thing. He'll throw on a prayer slide and he'll go wherever we got to go and come home and be cool with it. That's dope. That's dope. But I think I think what it is, it's like, you know, kids still finding themselves, you know what I'm saying, still growing up, still learning. Probably by like junior, junior year of high school. Look out. Look out. I think he's going to get into it as he gets older. Just being around me and like I said, my fiance, you know, Shaz, she's yeah. in the shoes and stuff too. So she hooped and stuff too. So we both kind of have that. So I got a feeling as he get older, he's going to kind of come around. But now he's like, eh, it right. is what it is. It's just as long as I'm good, I'm good. Straight up. Shaz, what up? What up? What up, Shaz? If she can hear me. <laughs> so, but uh, so yeah. So from fatherhood there and just talk, talk a little bit about like BR, like growing up in BR and well, Baton Rouge, like for the people that don't know, just kind of explain the, the feeling that you get of BR whenever you're just around. I mean, honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with BR, I'm going to say. Like I said, right now I live in Denham, so I'm like 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I go to BR, I go back home, I eat the food, I go to the corner store, get the chicken and stuff like that, but I get out of BR as quick as I can sometimes because it's just BR. But like I said, I grew up in Glen Oaks, went to Glen Oaks High. I went to Southern, graduated from Southern. Yeah. Um, I was in the band four years, human jukebox and stuff like that. So everything I did for the first part of my life was all BR. Um, I'm 34, so I was the young Boosie, Max, the young Gates, uh, CeeLo, the camp, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was that was me back in high school. Um, I remember pulling up at the Conoco right there by the high, well, on Silver Leaf, and all the CD man out there, $5 Friday. Man. Man. Five for 30, you get one for five, you pull up, he give you the CDs and stuff like that. So graduating, rocking the Max tapes and the Boosie tapes and the green and yellow CD. Yep. Listen to Kevin Gates, DJ Earl on the introduction and stuff like that. So VR is something I will always love. Like I tell people all the time, it's kind of like Shaz said it about LA. I go visit, eat, have a good time, but then I come back home. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, just because I know you kind of feel that way about Alex sometimes. Like, hey, when I go hang out, it's all good and stuff like that, but let me get back to the career. Yeah. <laughs> so I can refocus and get everything going that I need to get going. So that's kind of how I feel about VR and some things like that, but it's always home team forever and ever always home team. Absolutely. And so that's, that's, an, I, I do exactly have this, the same feel like Alec is, and I tell people this like often and they don't believe me, but until they actually go and they see it, like Alec and VR, they're more similar than what people think. And that's why I, I too have the same love hate relationship with BR. Like I have a good time anytime I'm there, but I know, you know what I'm saying? The things that go on and things that are playing in the background and everything in between. So I have a good time and then I, uh, I get up out of there. And so you did mention that you were in the human jukebox. Um, my grand people are going to be so mad at me for this, <laughs> but Southern has the most like, the superior brand a band like they just do <laughs> like my grandpa gonna kill me for this but <laughs> however <laughs> the truth does hurt it, it does hurt but damn it's the truth like <laughs> y'all sound is like no other like in the swag in the state like just 
tell me about like some of the, those experience there in, like in, in Southern Band and like how did, how did you get to band? Like was it through high so, school? Uh, I honestly, uh, I started in band in 10th grade. Um, I played a little bit in middle school. Um, I didn't do it my freshman year. I played basketball and football even though it was my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, I ended up kind of doing it as like a, it was the spring, it was like Mardi Gras season. I was like, ah, I'll try this yeah. or whatever like that. And I fell in love with it. Um, I started off playing trumpet. They switched me to baritone and it took off from there. Um, I did all state, all parish and things like that. And so my senior year of high school, we were in the All-Star Band, LLA All-Star Band, LLA All-Star Band. Okay. And that ended up turning into us traveling and stuff like that and stuff. I actually met Doc. I missed Dr. J. I met Mr. Knight and through them. And then from there, I auditioned from the band and it took off from there. Um, so I was in the band from 2004, 2007. Um, and man, the experiences are nothing like the experiences. Um, the band did a lot for me when it was Craig put me in my first plane. Um, I went to multiple amount of Saints games. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest Saints game I went to, and I tell people this all the time, 2006, when Katrina, when the Superstorm opened, it was the Falcons and Saints Monday Night Football. The biggest game I've probably ever been to in my life. I would even say if I went to a Super Bowl game, it wouldn't compare to that game. That's I one of the biggest the Super- games in Louisiana Man, history. In, in history. Like, I remember the Superdome was so packed, they had to sit us in the tunnel that the players ran through because they didn't have any space for anybody. They had cameras, celebrities. Like, it was crazy. That's probably the biggest game I've ever been to. So with the band and stuff like that and having those type of experiences, like I said, I went to Chicago, Vegas. Um, I've probably been all over and the band took me all those places. So I'm always grateful for my experiences with Southern. Um, a lot of work though, don't get me wrong. Uh, um, some days you roll over and be like, I'm not doing it no more. But other than that, man, I loved it. Oh no, like I remember whenever we dropped my brother off on a Southern campus after he graduated from a Peabody in 99, uh we dropped rick off and i feel like i don't know like I, I was i was a kid but like i feel like i remember like the band practicing like at that time like, like a football I, team yeah they were definitely practicing like a football team like running doing all types of like stuff a football like, team, man when my birthday is july 13th i was on campus if not that next week the week after so like late july the season don't start to like september right so we were up there from then on you there every day you practice every day but sunday um some saturday morning if you don't have a game you practice saturday before the game saturday morning um practice can go from about four till about 10 11 at night depending on how big the game is and what you're doing so like you said it's really like a sports field yeah being on campus and being in that band oh no that's a fact that's definitely for sure and like for the for everybody else that's not from louisiana that's watching or listening like if you don't know about Southern University and, and the band that they have, just do your Googles, do your YouTube research. YouTube's, I was about to say, do your YouTube's. You'll it's see everything all you need to see. There, it's all there. Like nothing is missing. And so, just uh, so from the band, and then you did mention a little bit about hooping, uh, hoops and, and whatnot. So, just what what got you into like like hoops? What was it, Jordan? Was it somebody else? Like was it AI? Like what was it? So hoops growing up, it was always Jordan. And then about that, you know, he took that break. It was Penny and Shaq. Yeah. I'm a huge Penny Hardaway fan. I'll tell anybody, Underrated. anybody, so if, if I say it was Jordan, it's Penny Hardaway. So watching Penny Hardaway, watching Shaq, and then Shaq was local. So I remember my dad taking me to a few of the Shaq LSU games growing up. So that was big growing up and seeing Shaq in person then and things like that. And then getting older, uh, my name being Reggie, Reggie Miller became one of my favorite players of all time and stuff like that. 
And everybody knows I don't have a shot I don't like. If you ever play ball with me, you know <laughs> the ball going in the air if I got it. So that name just stuck. Everybody just stuck with that. So um, I mean, I love hooping. It's like my downtime. It's really my time to go. I go chill. I go to the gym. Chaz knows. Like, I have a hoop session every Sunday now. I'm about 15 guys I've been hooping with now for like about two years. Yeah. And uh, they put a 15 or uh, yeah, 15 together. We play the eight. And that's my time to kind of wind down for the week. I go hang out. I go play. And, uh, man, I just – I really love it. Um, I do leagues and stuff still and stuff like that in VR. Um, I do a couple of break leagues and stuff like that. So, really, ball is something that kind of correlates to me with the sneakers. Yeah. As everybody know, um, like I say, loving sneakers, loving hoops just kind of go hand in hand. And so, now, um, I changed my collection probably, what, about three, four years ago? And I stopped buying everything. And now I mostly only buy hoop sneakers. Okay. So okay. Um, if it's if it's a hoop sneaker or something I like, KD, uh, Kobe, old Harachi, stuff like that, I try to pick them up. Yeah. So instead of buying just all the random stuff and stuff like that, I really just buy hoop sneakers. Yeah. So that's something I do. And I really hoop in them. Like I tell people all the time, people look at me crazy some of the stuff I wear in the gym sometimes because... Bought them for a reason. Get, right. But I just love, like I said, I love hoop coaching and I just hoop in my sneakers. Yeah. Most definitely. And that's, that's a, a thing that I think a lot of people that if you're, I can't speak for football culture because I'm not necessarily like a football person, like at football athlete, but basketball, that's literally like one of those things that never goes away. How, how you say that, like you go, you go out and you and the homies, they go hoop, y'all go out and hoop. It's literally like a sanctuary for us. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what, what boys going to 24, 21, uh, 15, like it don't matter. Like, that time on the court it is a break away from reality and it's a chance to really like lock in and that's like the most therapeutic thing possible and i'm glad uh things are kind of getting back to normal uh in, in the midst of this covid thing so that gyms can open up and, and open up because in covid i was struggling oh bro. oh man <laughs> they got there's two gyms around the corner there's there's no there's three there's one that has a pavilion and two that are just open court like no uh no gym like outdoor they pulled the rims like they the city went out there. They unscrewed and the rims the rim. yep. and they and it, and it was like, oh, my God, like, what are we what am I going to do? But so I know the feeling. I know the feeling whenever that's taken away. And so just like you say, you've, you've switched up your your collection. And so you went from the randoms to uh, more like basketball kicks. And so uh, I see this phrase that you have a lot and it's uh, will work for kicks. So just kind of like speak on that a little, a little bit. So uh, the wheel work for kicks and stuff, it was actually a joke and it turned into like a brand because um, I always tell people, man, I work for sneakers. I'll do anything just about for see my dad laugh all the time. He said, man, you'll get out there and cut 30 lawns. If they got a shoe coming out, you're trying to make the money. So nice. the little panda bear, actually, Chaz loves the bear. That's a little mascot, want to say. Um, but he holds the little sign like a little homeless guy just saying, man, we'll work for kicks. Um, yeah. It's something that really took off. I didn't think it would take off like that, but a lot of people love the logo. So it's something I've been doing. I don't really sell it, per se, uh, because I never look to make money off of it. Yeah. But if anybody asks or something like that, hey, man, I want a shirt. Or, hey, man, I want a sweatshirt. I even did hats with Rome. Um, one of our other homeboys and stuff like that. So if you anything you people need, I just be like, hey man, I got you. And I'll go yeah. grab it for them just to promote it because it's something cool. It's something because with sneaker coaching, people always want the something somebody doesn't have. Facts. So when I started putting them out, people were like, man, I love that shirt. Give it to me. 
because now and then I see people randomly. Uh, one of my other guys I know, he has a podcast. Him and his own boys raining on his podcast and stuff like that with their shoes and stuff. So it's just something cool, something I enjoy. Um, the other phrase I have, rise, grind, and buy sneakers. Yep. It's something That's I put up every morning. That's and people ask me all the time where it came from. So about uh, 10 years ago, I told somebody, and they'll forget it. I told one of my managers, the hardest decision I want to make is when I wake up in the morning, what sneak I wanted to buy. <laughs> and he was like, so you're going to work hard just to do that? I said, but that's the hardest decision I want to make. And so over the last maybe three years, I've made it to that point to where I wake up in the morning, I get ready for work, and I'd be like, man, I want to buy a sneaker today. What sneak I'm about? <laughs> so it's just something I do every morning. Um, to me, that's my joy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes if I'm in a bad mood, anything going on, buying a sneaker can change my whole day. Yes. On the foot locker, just picking up a sneaker or picking up something random. It could be a sales shoe, just something random. I go pick up. It can help my whole day and stuff like that. So that just something I put on people like, man, get up, go grind, buy your sneaker to celebrate, mm-hmm. go home and start over for the next day. Start over. It's once again therapy, retail therapy. You know what I'm saying? So and it's 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 a real thing. It's it's the truth. A lot of people don't don't really get that though. You know what I'm saying? And some people uh some people just look at it like oh my god like you're wasting money on like shoes you're never gonna wear them da, 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 da. it's like nah like if you know you know you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying and you know you know how it does so what was one of the like for the first kicks that really just had you like like hooked like instantly it could be a retro or a basketball kick either one uh probably i'm gonna say the jordan 2 and the jordan 14 the two, two shoes the two i mean i love <sighs> the twos i'm a two head <laughs> go I ahead, wish they go retro more of them. I love a Jordan two, man. That's probably my two favorites. Uh, Jordan two, Jordan fourteen. The first shoe I bought myself was Jordan fourteen. Uh, the black toe Jordan fourteen is the shirt, first shoe I bought myself. So that's always been one that's near and dear to me. Um, and like I said, the retro two, I love it. It came out my year I was born. So I just always tell people that's just one of the shoes I love. So I love twos. Like I said, the fourteens really sneaker culture got me hooked. Um, seeing the different things people do with different shoes, um, different cultures and stuff like that. Like how we wear stuff out here is completely different to how they wear stuff in Japan and how they wear stuff in Paris and stuff like that. So just getting into that type of stuff and really diving into that type of stuff got me hooked. Yeah. And once I was hooked with anything, you hooked. You in there. And so from then on, I've always just, like I say, love sneaker culture, running it to people about sneaker culture. Like I tell people, I can talk about shoes all day, everything. So just meeting people and stuff like that and making certain relationships with people and things like that is actually brought me this far, just a love for shoes. So it's opened a lot of doors for me and done a lot of things for me. And I mean, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Oh, no, man. It's definitely like, that's what it is. Like sneaker culture is one of those, it's, it's blown up so huge over the past, let's say 13 years. I'm about to say about, yeah, about 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah about when Jordan started when they did the packages, a lot of people went on the packages. But when they started putting out like the Space Jams and oh, the uh, Black Cement Threes oh, and the True Blues, when they kind of went through the that, cool thing, gray Elevens, the cool grays and stuff like that, like people started really getting into it. And with social media, now you see your celebrities and influencers with that shoe. So not everybody wants that particular shoe. Where then, like ten years ago, everybody didn't have Instagram. Some people Facts. did. Everybody did. Everybody did. So, yep. Yeah, everybody did. So you were supposed to be on Instagram. Uh, he just got shoes out the mall. Yep. Now 
it's a hunt for these shoes because not everybody don't get them. Every yep. mall doesn't get them. Yep. And your favorite celebrity or influencer has them. So I need these sneakers. I need them. I need them. It's not, it's not even a want. Like it's become yeah, like, like a need. I need these sneakers. Yeah. Which what's like one of your one of your craziest like sneaker stories, like working and working in, in, in the shoe game? Oh man, um probably will be that Galaxy phone release will probably be the crazy well the Galaxy phone release and the Kubray release in 2011. I think we still have the video for the 2011 release for the Cool Grays. Like, so we were in uh, Mall, Louisiana. You remember then it's first come, first serve. Yep. So they actually Good broke times. the door down in the Mall of Louisiana, broke the, you remember they had that Jaguar park right where Forever 21 is. Yeah. They broke the window in the Jaguar and we had to like run and hurry up and close the gate for the store because they bum rushed the store trying to get the shoes. And then, you know, the Galaxy phone release, they shut the whole mall down. They had the helicopters out there and everything. Damn. When the Galaxy phones and the Galaxy package released that year, the All-Star game was in Houston. Okay. Okay. This was, what year was this? This had to have been 2011, if I'm not mistaken, or 12. It may have been before that, but it was the Galaxy phone release. And the only place that got them was the House of Hoops. That's when the House of Hoops was fairly mm. new. Mm. They the only place that got them, man. It was Exclusive. crazy. Probably the two craziest releases I ever been a part of were those two. I, similar, similar to yours. Um, I this was like 2000. I think I just graduated. This was like 2011, um, and this is like the fall coming up to like a, a Jordan release. It was a, it was a Christmas release for sure. It may have been a cool gray or it may have been the Concord. It was one of the two. At that time, I'm working at American Eagle. We had to do a, a floor set overnight where you know we changed the store layout, new merchandise, all this stuff. Just so happened. My American Eagle store in Ellick was right next door to Foot Action. I know the homies over there at Foot Action. So when the closing manager was giving the close, I was like, yo, who going to be here in the morning? Da da da, Because I'm doing my floor set overnight. I know we ain't going to. We going to end late. So I'm just going to stay here in the mall until. Cool. I went over to security, told them what was good. Like, yo, like I just finished working. So I'm just posting up right here. I'm chilling. I ain't doing nothing. I'm right here until. <laughs> the, the shoe release. Until the shoe drops. <laughs> It's like five in the morning, six in the morning. My homies, they hit me outside. They go, yo, niggas is lined up outside. Like, it's everywhere. <laughs> like, like in, like in our food court, they had like the glass, you know, like the glass entry on the floor yeah. uh, in VR. Just picture that like like a mob of people like right there, like on both sides. And the thing that's crazy is I miss that. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I miss the lines. I miss the camping out. I miss the building relationships. I miss the like, yo, I'll buy the staff a tray of nuggets. Mm -hmm. If I can just cop a sneakers, I Help miss me out. that. <laughs> I miss that. Like I tell people all the time, like that's what I feel sneaker coaches miss. Like I miss that. Like I hate that everything went to the internet because Absolutely. back in the gap, if a Kobe released, I knew I can go to BK and Ryan and be like, hey, yo, what y'all need mm -hmm. for lunch today? Yeah. What, what you know what I'm saying? What, what y'all eating today? I got y'all. It's all good. Thanks. But you know when that shoe come out Saturday, look out. Holla at your boy. You know Holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? Hold me down. Look you know out for me. Look out, look out. And it was easier then, but now, man, it's crazy how limited oh. everything is and how like the prices get so gouged and stuff. It's just crazy. Yeah. And so I, I posted up in the mall, waited. My homies hit me. They're like, yo, like it's like it's a line outside. Keep in mind it's December. It's like 30 degrees. In yeah, it's 30 <laughs> degrees in Alexandria. It's like, it's cold rain falling. Security goes up. 
uh, one of my homeboys, I'm on the phone with him. Like, he's like, yo, like security walking up right now. They about to let us in because literally in, in Ellick Mall, at that time, foot action and full locker were across the street from, well, across the hall from each other. You could throw something at each other. Uh, finish line was wrapped around the corner and champs was back down the other end by, uh, by JC Penny. Dog, they opened up the mall. Like they shattered the entrance, like the top rail, like came down glass all over the place. AP, APD, sheriffs, state troopers, undercover. The whole parking lot looked like it was like a bomb squad. Like they told everybody, get out the mall. Nobody's getting shoes today. It's not happening. Everybody go home. Craziest release I've ever been a part of. And at that point, that's when I was like, yo, like this, this sneaker game, like it's going <laughs> far <laughs> like it's going far and this Crazy. is this is pre like major social media this is pre twitter well twitter being popular this is pre right. instagram instagram being really popular snapchat just, wasn't around yeah, snapchat, was if people weren't using snapchat for that like snapchat if you know what snapchat was being used for back in the g <laughs> then you know what it was for what i'm not for? i'm not here to snitch i'm not here to snitch but if you know what it was for then you use it <laughs> as veterans veterans know you know what i'm saying but uh so my, like my space was dying facebook was the thing people weren't like all over the place and everything and shortly after that that's whenever like tickets came out raffles happened raffles, right everything right. between and i do miss that interaction whenever i worked at a finish line i remember some of the some of the d-boys they would come through like yo uh it was it was some it was it may have been the the playoff 13s i think it was playoff 13s that came out or no it was it was like a taxi release or something like that i don't i don't really remember but when d boys came through he was like yo i got 700 for you right now if you go throw two two 13s up up in the raptors and you you go get them for me on saturday he said it too loud and my manager was right over my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> like he said it way too loud i, I couldn't even bite you know but what I'm i saying? have people to this day still holler and speak because of my jobs at different sneaker stores. They still, oh man, that's Reggie. That's the sneaker dude. Like he, <laughs> he looked out back way, way back when or whatever like that, man. I, like you said, I had people used to pull up, cause you know, I was an assistant at Champs and I used to float between the mall of Louisiana cause that's when that store first got put up and Cortana, when Cortana was like popping. Rest in peace Cortana. So y'all say rest in peace Cortana, man. When Cortana was popping, when Cortana had people look like the mall of Louisiana times 10 on a Saturday. So, yeah, so I used to, like you say, I had I relationships imagine. with people with every Jordan release, kind of mm -hmm. like that situation. Yo, I got whatever, whatever for you, but you know, I wear a nine. All yep. good, man. And I got you. Yep. And that was, they, they was regular people. So, like you say, those people, I feel, don't do the internet because a lot of them dudes really don't mess with the internet and stuff like that. They come in there with their cash, they buy everybody in their family the sneaker, yep. and they roll out. And they could. So I just missed that, man. I missed that. I do miss that interaction too. Like, and then it, it went from tickets, uh, like raffles, to then the online, online stuff. And, uh, and online is so terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I get a good laugh out of this every single Saturday oh. when, when y'all put y'all hope in uh <laughs> sneakers app. I laugh at y'all. I get good laughs man. off of that. It'd be like I'm, it'd be like 10 of y'all, like I fail every week. <laughs> about these releases man and i okay so don't get me wrong if it's a sneaker i want i'm gonna pay for it. i wanted i sold my first pair of grinches so when the grinches came back out i told shad i'm gonna pay any amount of money for these grinches it was just gonna happen yeah so i don't get mad at resellers per se but 
if the sneakers app to me wasn't so limited, you wouldn't have so many people upset. Cause man, like you said, see, I know I'm on sneaker Twitter. So if you see 10, I see a hundred people. <laughs> Your whole timeline. Every day, like every Saturday or every random day, something legit comes out. People are upset. Um, I laugh at myself, man. I got certain memes I use or just I use every time I lose. Like I use the same one every time. With the clown. <laughs> the clown and the monkey with the face. Every time. I use the same ones every time. So <laughs> it happens every week, man. It's, it's something that I don't think I would ever get used to. Um, Cause like I said, I was so used to pulling up with certain people and knowing I was good. He still laughing. Yeah, because it's every time the little monkey, hold on. Let me see. I, I use the little monkey every time. He's in my favorites on Twitter because I yeah. use him every time. Bro, it'd be it'd be you. It'd be Look. the only person that I see that ever gets Wait. it oh, all no, the time. No. The favorite little monkey. <laughs> every, time, every time I lose, that's my picture, man. Every time I lose, dog, it's only one person, one person that I see that that hits every time, and it's Chandler. Chandler's the only person bro, that, that hits. And the thing, I be texting, I be like, bro, what you be doing? <laughs> and I've been talking with Chandler about that since I lived in that. Because you know what's crazy is, I live next to you in Lafayette. Then I moved to Lafayette back. I live next to him. Yeah. 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 When you, yeah, I'm going to say you knew, yeah. So I live like a, a building over from him. Yeah. So I would always be with Chandler. I'd be like, bro, how you win every time? I still don't know. I still and I'd be like, how? Yeah. I actually, I actually, I actually met Chandler through you. Like that's now yeah. that I'm, that, yeah, now yeah. that I'm putting it together. Like yeah, that's, I that's that's how I met Chandler. But dog, he is the only person that hits on shoes every single that's weekend. Him uh, and I don't know if you know Kate Banks from out here in BR. No, nah, well, he's another guy. They hit all every every time a release come out. They hit every time. I don't um, know how. I don't know what it is. That's what uh. My, and you know, uh, B, I call him OBOB at this point because you can't tell him nothing negative about Drake and he's going to stand <laughs> like he's not going for no Drake, Drake disrespect. So he's OBOB at this point. He used to hit every time, like before we moved, uh, before uh, we all moved out here to Texas. Yeah. He, used, he used to hit in Hammond for right, foot action every single drop. Don't matter what it was, he would, he would win. But uh, how do you feel about like the whole online? Well, obviously, you don't like the online thing, but you have so many different sources now. Like you have, Sneakers app, you've got Goat, you've got StockX, and I'm I'm sure you know you know more. I'm I'm an average. I'm an average, uh, you know, shoe person. Those so. are probably the ones I use the most. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, Goat, when I so it's crazy. Lane put me on Goat. Um, I remember Lane posting stuff on Goat, and I asked him, I say, bro, how legit is this app? Like, where this app came from? He was the first person I ever seen use. Um, I don't know who else used it, but he was the first one I ever seen use. And he was like, bro, it's legit. They got the shoes on there. You miss them on release date and stuff like that. He even put me on the used shoes. He was like, man, some of the used shoes are cleaner than some of the new shoes Mm -hmm. that people are selling and stuff like that. So he was like, you got to just look at the pictures, look at everything and go from there. So ever since then, um, I purchased my first shoe and go to Kobe 6. One of the Kobe 6s I had missed. And ever since then, I buy on GOAT religiously. I tell people all the time. I buy on GOAT all the time. Um, Stock X. Is a little high, yeah. Um, because yeah. they they do market value and they kind of go off that type of stuff. So StockX is usually my last resort. But the only thing about StockX is they're a little higher, but all the shoes are new. Mm. So if you're looking for a new shoe, that's your. Go-to. I would always say go StockX. If you can deal with a used shoe, I always say go go. Yeah, 
So um, it's a couple of other ones, but them the only two I use faithfully. Yeah, it's um, not it's not like it was like back in the G. Like whenever you just had a handful of sites, like the the first one that just jumps out in my head. Well, that was like the calendar. It was the uh, twenty three is back or Jumpman. 23. I was say Jumpman twenty three. Yeah. Jumpman twenty three was back in the gap. Do you remember Nike Talk came around before that? So Nike Talk was basically, it was a website kind of when the internet kind of, what I want to say, first took out, like social media kind of started. Yeah. And people get on Nike Talk and talk with each other about the releases and tell people where the releases were. So say, for example, if I'm in BR, but I'm looking for a certain release and it's at Politics in New Orleans. Somebody put it in Nike Talk, yo, they got the sneakers in Politics in New Orleans, go pick them up. Yeah. Before like raffles and social media and stuff like that. So a lot of people kind of, made relationships and stuff through Nike Talk, but then Nike took that away, sneakers. Wow. Okay, that's what they moved it to. That's what they moved it yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's, it's a lot of history to all the stuff they do. Um, But like you say, I wish it would go back. It'll never go back. Never. But yeah, it'll never go back. But <laughs> it just sucks because um, even with the recent news with Kobe and stuff like that, man, and them ending the contract because of distribution and stuff like that, it just sucks that some things true fans want they can't get because of how limited and the app and how stores kind of do their raffles and stuff like that. So it makes it really hard to get stuff that you want. Yeah. But as I tell people, my philosophy has been over the years, if I can't get what I want, I'm going to go buy something else that may not be on everybody's radar, yeah. but that's dope. It's still dope. Right. And so I've been kind of putting on that. Um, I done gotten to press those real bad, real hard. Yeah. Um, I'm a I buy just about any presto come out, I go get it. People not really own them, they 120, they only 120 dollars, and they really dope with certain fits, and you can wear them anytime and stuff like that. So that's one of my fallback shoes when all this fails. Universal shoe. You can't go wrong with it. Can't go that's, wrong with it. That's just like uh I, how you said that you you restarted your collection. I'm almost to the point where I'm about to like restart mine, but I think if I do it for the rest of the year, because I haven't committed. But if I do it, I'm going Air Max One for the rest of the year. Like, yeah, that's another one. I love the Air Max One. Like you say, universal shoe, comfortable. Yeah, and you can wear it with anything. Anything. Like that's that's what I love about the Air Max One. Uh, that is one of one of my favorite shoes. And I would say, uh, I've always just loved. I don't like how the how the twelve feels on the foot, but I love the look of the, the 12. look of them. I love the look of the 12 and 14 has always been one of my favorite releases too. There's this dude that used to hoop back home. His name is uh, BJ West. He hooped out at uh, uh, New Mexico, New Mexico state. And at the time he was going to Rapids. Rapids had like a Adidas deal. BJ West was the only person on the floor that was wearing another type of shoe. Like, <laughs> like he was wearing the, uh, the green 14, the white and green. Okay. 14. The white green. One? Yeah. And he would and be out there like, yeah. Favorite, okay. One of my, one of my favorites too. And so he would be out there like, record breaking boys off like like in the 14s and i don't know i guess uh that's cool never got in trouble for it but i'm not here to snitch um <laughs> so and then so you you did uh speak about uh the, the recent news of, of vanessa bryant ending the uh partnership with nike so uh you did kind of express some thoughts about that but did you see earlier this year and rest in peace to, rest in peace to kobe while, while we're here but uh, did you see some of those little like uh, sketches and some of those prototypes that Kobe was working on prior to his death? Like, because did you see that report where he was looking to branch away from Nike and do from his, his own, own brand? So from what I've been being told, really talking with people and discussing it with different people, Nike and stuff like that, 
they're saying that that was a big part of the contract negotiation because he was planning on doing his own thing and basically releasing all his shoes he had ever worn. So that's Adidas, Jordan, and yeah. yeah. So, um, and the biggest thing, like Vanessa is saying, the big thing about his shoes is distribution. It sucks that sneakers may put out, I don't know how many they put out, don't get me wrong, but they make his shoes, they've made his shoes from a wide release. I remember back in the gap, you can go pull a, pick up a Kobe whenever. On a Wednesday. On a, whenever. Yeah. It'll release on a Saturday, they'll still be there the next week or whatever. Nice. Like, you can just go pick up a Kobe. LeBron, all of them the same. You can just go pick them up. Um, now people are into them so much and they're so high value that it's really hard to get them. And with them retroing them, it just sucks that the Kobe fan can't go just pick up a Kobe. And I think that was what his biggest ordeal with the whole situation and hers is she expressed that she wants it to be where me and you could walk into the mall and pick up a coat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, from what I'm being told, that was the biggest disconnect with their contract agreements was the distribution okay. and how they put them out, things like that. So I believe she's about to create their own brand. Um, from what I've been told, I don't know if you've seen it, but everybody putting out that she trademarked about three pages everything Kobe and Gigi. Oh, wow. Um, she did the name. She did the logo. She did the Mamba logo. She did the Mamba sports logo. She did all okay. the sports names. Um, she did the, the number two with the heart. She yes. did G, she did uh, Mamba Cedars. She, they, they trademarked everything Mamba. Damn. I put in application to trademark everything Mamba. Salute Vanessa so, Bryant. Go, go get it. You right. So I'm, I I'm believe you're going to have some big stuff happening soon yeah. with that stuff. Because that was that was like one of the first things that went through my mind whenever I saw that she, you know, the the partnership ended. Because I was like, well, there's the Mamba Academy and the you got all the I would say the the Kobe, uh, how can I say this? Uh the the Kobe understudies, that's the best way yeah. I could put it. Like Diana Taurasi, Kyrie, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, those are just some of the first names, Paul George, uh, like well, some of the uh, AD, like AD. Some, man, I went to the Pelican, we went to the Pelican Brooklyn game last night. If the person wasn't in a shoe of their own, they would eat, they were in a coat, yeah. Like it's just crazy how many people wear his shoes that who uh, the coach, it's just crazy what he did. Like, like I said, he's really Jordan esque when it comes to his line, yeah. Um, in personal, he had personal feeling, he has the best line that's the Jordan. Like hands down, and I tell you, I can see that. I, I I do like his kicks more than KD, and I do like his kicks more than Brian. More than Brian, so yeah. Like you say, he has the best line, full line. Now I will say KD has some hits with the fours and things like that. LeBron has some hits with the seven and the eights and stuff like that. Some of LeBron the fours and some of the earlier stuff, but I'm saying full line front to back. Him and Jordan to me lined up almost perfect with their full lines. It's crazy how they do that, right? Like. <laughs> Kobe's one short with with five, yeah. and you know what I'm saying. But that that is crazy. But I mean, I I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that being being a thing. How how they're on par, like especially with like some of those exclusives Kobe had. Like people don't don't really remember like Kobe with the fro. He had like some dope ass Adidas, and even he had like his Laker eights, all time shoe. Like, but like I said, um, because when they talked about releasing. The Kobe shoes he wore with every brand, like you said, he had the, the eights, he had a pair of threes, um, he had a pair of thirteens, uh, he had a he hooped in a pair of Air Force Ones one game, like a Laker Air Force One one game. So it's just a lot of stuff that they can't. Well, I guess Nike couldn't 
put out exclusively, but because of Jordan brand, because of the split of the brands and stuff like that. So I think Vanessa's trying to get all that together yeah. and be like, okay, cool. This year, this week, we're going to release our Adidas. Ah. The Adidas one. This week, we're going to be a crazy eight. Now we're going to put out a Jordan eight. You know, it's going to be just, I think it's going to widen what they can do with it if she decides to do that. And I think it's going to be dope, man. We, me and Shad talked another night. Like, I would love to buy all of Kobe's Adidas models. Like, I would yeah. wear all of them all the time. Yeah. A lot A lot of people don't really remember that that phase where Kobe was with Adidas. And I do remember, like, there was this story that broke. And, you know, Kobe is super, like, he's competitive. Like, he rolls out, rolls out of bed and he is top. Like, I'm beating everybody, like, today. And so... I remember there was this thing that kind of happened. Him and T-Mac kind of got into it because there was like a signing event that happened at an Adidas store and it was out in LA and T-Mac was there and Kobe was like, this is my seat. Yeah, like, the fuck, <laughs> like, the fuck is this dude doing here? And like, he pulled off. And like, shortly after that, he ended up, he did the deal with Nike. So, because he was like, well, I'm supposed to be premier. The brand. number one athlete, yeah. Yeah, and if, you, you know, we all know T-Mac pretty much has a lifetime deal with Adidas uh, going forward. So, uh, so, uh, you did mention that you are uh, definitely into writing. And so, but first we'll get into the WNBA draft and the draft, it seemed like it was, it was, it seemed like it was a deep class this year for one of the first times in a, you know, in a while. And over the past, I would say five, six years, I've been paying more attention to the WNBA. I've always watched ladies like high school, of course, you know, JV, varsity, varsity girls, you got to, you know, just kind of sit and watch. And even like NCAA ladies, I've been tuned in there. But it seems like the WNBA is taking like that next step forward, not just being first in all social issues, which they've definitely been ahead of people for 15, 20 years. Uh, but they've taken the game has taken a, another step up. So just uh, to speak to that. So um, I would feel the W biggest thing about the W is exposure. And I feel like with social media becoming so prevalent, exposure became big. Yeah. Um, now you're not just seeing the women who, like you said, you're seeing them at social events. You're seeing them out just doing their own thing. You're seeing that most of them are hoopers and models. You're just seeing a different side of them. And that's what I love about how the W has changed. Um, and even the NCAA, um, like last year, it's crazy. Um, we got a stat with COVID, every other sport but women's basketball took a decline. And that's something crazy when you think about it, because before that, people were saying, oh, man, we would never watch that. But now you got people watching that Baylor-UConn game. I think more people watch that than the men's final. I believe it. I definitely do. Because it was just one of them games. First, the game, the competition is there. Yes. Then you got, like you say, you got women that you see them dress up here. Then you see them get on the court and throw alleys and make jump shots, step backs, and all that stuff on the other side. Breaking so it's just off. crazy how the game is like evolving. And like I said, I believe social media is a big, big, big drive today because now you're seeing, like I said, you're just not seeing a boot back in the gap because back in the gap, certain games played on ESPN and stuff like that. But now every NCAA game played on ESPN yeah. this past year. So it's really becoming a driving force for everything that's going on. So I really think it's crazy dope that they get the exposure and everything that they deserve. And honestly, we get to see because people think it's bad basketball. It's, it's not, not bad hoops at all. It's not. Like, it's, it's not, not bad hoops at all. Right. And some of the games 
go down to the wire and they get crazy good down to the wire and stuff like that. So I honestly feel if more people gave it a chance, they would enjoy it. But you know, some people how they want so yeah. right. But um I really enjoy it. Like I say, uh, I've been doing everything with the W now. This will be my third season coming up. I'm super excited about it. Um, this year I'm actually going to be covering the Dallas Wings. There you so go. that'll be my thing to do. Um, so you know, writing on it, covering it, and stuff like that. Um, I'm hoping Absolutely. to go out to a couple of games and you know do a couple of interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's gonna be really cool. And speaking back on the draft with Dallas having those first two picks and the what was the five. seventh pick? Number five. It was number five. It was yeah. number five. Um, they rebuilding their squad and stuff like that. They already got a crazy squad over there. So it's gonna be dope. I think it's gonna be a really dope year, man. They got some powerhouses. Seattle is stacked. Chicago is crazy stacked, and Kansas now they got Lexi Brown. Uh, Phoenix got Brittany Garner back, Skylar Diggins healthy. Yep. So it's gonna be a big year for the W, man. I'm excited. I'm ready. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. That's just like with uh, I did see how there was a uh, Dallas. They did have like the top. I, I thought it was number seven, but it was actually it is one, it's two, five. and five that they had. Yeah, they traded seven. Okay, they swapped swapped it out. Yeah. And what I do love about the ladies game is just, and people, just like you said, a lot of people are like close-minded about it, right? But my thing is, if you would watch a Division Two men's basketball game, Division Three or Division Three, and you see that level of competition, just it's 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 major from one, two, three. It's it's a big drop off. But you have Division One ladies out here balling like straight up balling and been doing it for for years what gino does over there at uconn how he finds these girls that hoop in america (laughs) i'll never know but i think it's like some illuminati stuff kind of going on like he's just like plugged in like he just knows the stuff he gets the number one recruit every year man. every every single year and even with uh some of some of the other ladies are doing like some of the other programs stanford south carroll uh Baylor has always had a good team like I feel like Baylor has never had a bad team in recent years Duke and Carolina they've kind of like I hit a little bit of a decline but I I just I just love that and so just talk about some of the uh some of the uh like black coaches that are that are in the the ladies game like I I love Don Staley uh she's one of the coaches I love I follow on Instagram Uh, one of the guys that actually works for the W him and her really cool Mm-hmm. Um, so uh they interact on Twitter and stuff like that. It's hilarious. Um, but her drive and everything for the women's game, um, Arizona coach, Zone. she's another one. Um, they you know, they just went to the finals and everything like that. Aaron McDonald um just got drafted, I think number three, yeah. um, from her tournament performance, yeah. things like that. And just um seeing more uh black women coaching, head coaching, and winning, like, and that's the thing, they're winning. Yes. So, uh, like I said, uh, Arizona coach, she came in. I think they won the NIT, or they were like six and something the first year. They won the NIT the next year, and then they went to the finals the following year and could have won the this year. the championship this yeah. year. If it, didn't, so, if it didn't bounce that way. Yeah, I'll say. So just seeing that and seeing how um, the spectrum is changing uh, with black coaches in all sports, man. Like I, I'm seeing over the years, you're seeing how the spectrum is changing. We're getting more chances. We're getting more jobs, um, especially on the women's side. You see women getting coaching jobs. Tina Thompson with the Pelicans. Yep. Um, Becky Hammond Thompson with the Spurs. Pelicans. Yeah, Becky Hammond. Um, you see Christy Tolliver was on the staff with the Wizards and stuff like that. So seeing that type of stuff and seeing those women getting those chances and hoping one day 
you know, like I really feel like Becky deserves the Spurs job in Pop League, in yeah, my opinion. I, I think that's what's about to happen. Yeah, I, I feel like she deserves it. I feel like she's been there the longest. She's developed the players. She coaches the summer league already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's something that's going to happen soon. So just seeing that uh, evolution of the game or a different part of the game is really cool. And and, and even uh, isn't Cheryl Swoops a part of the Pelicans organization yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Uh, um. So Tina Thompson does player. No, Cheryl Swoops does the front office, and Tina Thompson yeah. does player development. Yeah, uh, so, Swoops yeah. is right right hand to uh, Griff, uh, yeah. if if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And and even with uh with Skylar Diggins, she does like like the pregame halftime and I think postgame for the Suns. Yeah. Uh, um, the Kumake uh, sister Cheney, you know she does a broadcast Candace Parker. Does her broadcasting and stuff when the players do everything and stuff like that with TNT, yeah. right? So she's on TNT all the time. Then she doubles back and does NBA TV. Love it. And stuff like that. So it's really a lot going on. They had the first all-women's um, Canadian broadcast. I forgot what game they did, but it was uh, Kia Nurse and a couple of other women. It was all women, though. The full women did the full broadcast. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff changing, a lot of stuff going on. Even you having somebody like – um. Oh, I can see her face. I can't call her name right now. Who does the NBA games? Uh, Doris Burke. Doris Burke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, Doris. Like, that's been doing it for years. Yeah. People love her. People love want Doris. her at the games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She's been doing it for years. So, it's really yeah. cool to see that aspect and to see those women that deserve a chance getting a chance to do that. Most definitely. And so, uh, go- circling back to the draft there, uh, just rounding out, just going through the top 10, uh, just Help me if I say any names wrong there. So uh, the first two picks were by the Dallas Wings. Uh, they took Charlie Collier from Texas. Uh, I did I did see some of her highlights. She's definitely got game. Uh, all queer. I'm about to say, you probably say it better than I can. Yeah, my apologies if I said it wrong. She's from <laughs> Philly. Atlanta Dream had Ari McDonald from Arizona. Uh, Indiana Fever took Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm sorry, <laughs> from from West Virginia, Dallas Wings once again, Chelsea, Dungree from Arkansas, New York Liberty, and the New York Liberty they have a they have a uh, a young lady that she went to Oregon and she tore her Achilles in the bubble or something like that last yeah, so year, she, right? Yeah, uh, Sabrina Nesty. Sabrina, so she, yeah, she's yeah, nice she, too. Uh, high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so she had an high sprain. I think the third day. Yeah. So she'll be back in full. Um, Full, ready to go and things like that. Crazy thing, you brought her up. So I actually did my first Nike call. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but Nike put out the Greater Dance series with the new hoop shoe. De'Aaron Fox has been wearing them um, lately. Stuff is going to be a new hoop shoe coming out later this month and stuff like that. So that was actually my first Nike call. Like it was crazy. I was on the call with all these like huge sneaker people, yeah. and we got like the first look and the stuff and the specs and stuff for the shoe. And I couldn't say that for like two weeks. So I'm sitting there on pins and needles because <laughs> I can't tell nobody nothing. I can't tell nobody what I did. So I'm just kind of like, yeah. What's that mean? What's that mean with the kid with the red face? And he's like, like, hey, man, whenever you let me know, I can release this. Please let me know. Please let me know. So on March 31st, we could put all the stuff out, man. So that was like my first article and stuff and like doing the specs and stuff for the shoot. So it was really cool doing that, man. So um, bringing her up. But yeah, she'll be back. Um, the New York Liberty really going to be good. It's going to be a lot of good teams. Yeah, I've, I've heard the Liberty going to have a good squad. And so then uh, the L.A. Sparks, shout out to the Sparks. They took Jasmine Walker from Alabama. Uh, Chicago Sky, they took Sh- Shyla Heat uh, from Australia. Minnesota Lynx, uh, they took uh, Rena Davis from Tennessee. And the Sparks at number 10 took Stephanie Watts from the University of North Carolina. And so 
with pretty much just how the draft went, uh, did the draft go as expected? Were there any like surprises or anything? The whole thing was a surprise in my opinion. Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, no. So the first two picks, solid. I figured that I had those picks. The Ari at three was a little shocking because her tournament made her draft or made her draft stock really go up. Um, and she's going to be a great fix out there in Atlanta because they already have a crazy backcourt with Courtney Williams and uh, Sidney Carter and stuff like that. So they're just going to be like a scoring machine out there. Like, they're going to put up 130 points easy. It's going to be crazy. Um, but the other picks were kind of up and down. I definitely thought um, Dana Evans from, I think, Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. She went second round. Uh, Dee Dee Richards went second round. Um, the other young lady from Baylor, I can't think of her name right now, went second round. It was a lot of people that I thought would go first round, went second round. Yeah. So um, that was a big shock to me when I was watching it. Um, but the crazy thing about the W, a lot of people are learning now is it's only 12 roster spots on 12 teams. So they had a, they had a draft and they've been signing everybody to training camp contracts, but you basically have to go through training camp and get signed to the team. So a lot of good rookies or good players won't play because of how limited the spots are on the teams. So a lot of people want an expansion to help out with that. Yeah, we. I mean, it's definitely do. Houston deserves another team. I Houston, mean, definitely. That's one of the teams everybody wants back. Yeah, but like we definitely need the comments back. Like, I mean, I I remember uh, I have some family ties there that made the comments comments special for us. But I mean, they. One championship thing with back, back. back to back to back to back. Yeah, they did three in a row. Like I would say, yeah. and and I, I think they did three in a row. Like right whenever Hakeem and them yep. were coming coming off yep. of their NBA championship. So Houston is a professional city. So I mean, they definitely should. And uh, so uh, now we're about to just transition into uh, made for the made for the new. Is, am I saying that correct? Made for the W. Made for the W. Made yeah. for the W. And so uh, at. That at, at a certain point here, there was a certain point where I believe, if I counted correctly, you had about 66 articles published or you contributed to. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about like the writing process, like how you go about it. Like, is it lock yourself in a room and then you just get to it or like you just kind of have some of those other things on, on the mind already? Um, Most of them are on the mind. I do a weekly one. So I do the weekly roundup. Um, that's whatever sneaker release and stuff came out and stuff like that, kind of giving you a little um, know on what came out and what's releasing and things like that. Um, other things are popping my head randomly, things like that. Uh, with shoes coming out, with news that came out and stuff like that. Um, it's really just kind of, I don't really lock myself in a room, but if uh, Shaz knows, I get quiet and I'll be taking on my phone. Yeah. And she'll be like, Oh, you writing an article? And I'll be like, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be done in a second. Yeah. And so I kind of sit there and just get the typing and stuff like that, because with the writing and stuff like that, it gives me kind of like the hooping. I, I just kind of dive in and I put kind of my thoughts on paper and then I go and kind of formulate them to the article. Yeah. Um, then some things just pop up. I did one, the 10 best sneakers in the bubble with a wobble, the women's bubble. <laughs> right, <straight laughs> I was just kind of hanging one day and I was like, hey, man, I want the uh, would people agree or disagree? with these 10 shoes I picked for the best shoes in the world. So it was just something I did. But a lot of them, like I said, are really just the sneaker releases. Uh, Injustice has been something big. Um, and equality and something has been something big that I've done a couple of articles on. 
Um, because like you say, the women have been at the forefront of it forever. Yeah. And yes. uh sometimes they don't get the credit they are just due because they have been at the forefront or whatever, uh, uh forever. And sometimes they put their own necks out on the line to do it. Uh, for for example, when the season started last year, they did a thing for Brianna Taylor and nobody else had done it. They were the first ones. They did a whole moment of silence. They wore shirts and everything like that. When the Atlanta Dream former owner made her comments. Racist. They went in. They they wore their shirts. They did got their protests and things like that. So got out of there, right? Um, now you have Renee Montgomery that was a former player. Now she's an owner. Owner of a, uh, Yeah, of a team. You know, so it's crazy how those things kind of come full circle. But those ladies do that, and they do it well. Yeah. Um, but the writing process really, man, um, like I said, I know I give myself most of the time a deadline. They give me a deadline. And I kind of get in, get it in, and stuff like that. Um, I do a lot of stuff on my phone, and my phone is my best friend. Same. Uh, I was to say, I have, uh, I show people all the time, and I have probably a hundred notes of things I want to do, things I pop up in my head when I'm at work, and things like that. So I get home and mess with it and stuff like that. So um, I really love it. Um, it's something that, like I said, I, I start, I did it once before, and it kind of didn't take off. Um, but I got my chance with the W. They were uh, WBA kicks at well first. Year. Then we changed the May to the W. And like I said, I've been doing it now for about two, three years. I mean, I would, I love it. Like, I really love it. Oh, yeah. Plenty more. You know what I'm saying? Whenever this this COVID thing, yeah, whenever it subsides a bit more, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, you get a chance to get sideline, sideline report. Interview, yeah, that's yeah. the plan, man. Like I say, uh, or even doing this, Um, I tell them all the time, man, they got this Zoom calls. I could be on anything I could do as far as the season. Let me know. I'll jump on the Zoom. I'll do whatever just to kind of get the exposure and kind of learn. I'm still kind of learning yeah. with the interview process, what questions to ask, what questions not to ask. It's kind of, I didn't know it was that finicky sometimes of a, you know what I'm saying? So I'm it's learning. A, it's a thin line. Yeah, I would say you have to make sure, you know, they say the right things and stuff like that. So it's something that I'm learning, but man, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Most definitely. And then the, uh, uh, going back to like the social justice uh, topic there, uh, is it true? Because I did read this and it's online. So, you never, you can never really trust absolutely everything. But I did read where Maya Moore, like she stepped away from the game to help out a gentleman that was uh, pretty much wrongly incarcerated. Uh, And if you could just, just expound on that a bit. Yeah, it was, it was crazy to a lot of people and shocking to a lot of people. But from what I've heard of Maya Moore, it wasn't shocking to people that knew her um, because uh, it was something that she truly believed in. And like you said, she stepped away and really, at the height of her career. Height of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Height of her career. Um, I think the Lynx had just came off of either winning or close to winning yeah. when she stepped away. And um, she stepped away. She's gone now. I don't think she's coming back this season, if I'm not mistaken. So that'd be three years now. She's been going. And um, she got the guy. The guy was released. Um, all the charges were dropped and everything like that. She ended up marrying the guy um, because they spent so much time together and got to know each other so well and stuff like that. Um, so that just shows you the kind of like dedication and the sacrifice some of these women take when it comes to what they believe in and the things they really want to happen. Uh, Skylar Diggins, another one, man, she's always upfront and speaking on the pay and the exposure and the traveling and things like that. And so it's something that they don't, so most don't mind riding for what they believe in. Thanks. And that's something that I really love about them more over than even the game. It's just like, if they believe in it, they ride for it. And then it's everybody. It's not just 
one team. Like the it was the Atlanta Dream that had the issue, but every team wore the team shirts and everything like that. So it's something they really ride for. It's something they do. So I really love being a part of that and seeing that firsthand. Most definitely, that especially that that shows their heart. You know what I'm saying? Like character, skills, what you do on the floor, what you've accomplished in the past. To put everything on pause for the greater good of uh, of those Another who person. are suffering yeah. from wrong wrongful charges, wrongful indictments, wrongful incarceration, any anything that just falls under wrongful and injustice, like. You put it there like the ladies are dev, the WNBA ladies are definitely like forefront and even just women in general. Uh, a lot of times uh, us as men, we don't do uh, enough. Like we kind of see like like a brother going through it and it's just kind of like, it's that man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like that's on his body. You know what I'm saying? Which, But I, I definitely do salute the ladies for definitely taking taking a step forward and, and doing the major things that they are, especially so salute to Maya Moore, salute to Skylar Diggins and everybody that's like, pause their careers to do the better good for uh for for society and so just kind of transitioning from the WNBA over into the NBA what a year like I don't (laughs) (laughs) literally like what a year like it's um bodies are dropping like flies it's it's crazy like how things went from like a hundred to zero almost. Yeah. <laughs> like you you had it set up to where man, we gonna see LeBron, AD, and all these people play against KD, Harden, Kyrie, and now we can't nobody's help. Oh like, if you if nobody. you put if you put that kind of money on the line in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's help. Man, like Utah had they mean. run and all of a sudden Donovan Mitchell go down. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets coming together, Jamal Murray go down. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy how, like, the year has just been, like, insane, man. Like, um, like I said, last night we were at the Pelicans game. KD came out about middle of the third quarter because um, he wasn't on the bench himself early. Harden was out there the whole game. He came out, and you could tell he's hurt because every few minutes he was, like, stretching and flexing his left leg. So you could tell something's hurt. With James. And with, with, with James and KD. Kate James sat down the whole time. He only walked like twice. Yeah. But Katie KD just come got out. Sunday. Yeah. And he would like be bouncing the leg or kind of bouncing on it. He would sit down and kind of flex in and stuff like that. I said, oh man, he he like really hurt. Like yeah. this ain't no. Yeah. So man, it just, no. it's, man, it sucks, man. Like it does. Um, the NBA season has been amazing though. Curry is like Curry, man. Like, I don't even know what to say. Um, he's my MVP, honestly. Um, Embiid and the Joker are playing great basketball. But Curry's doing something like like he does just about every year. But it's just amazing what he's doing. Like it's crazy. It's it's more so highlighted what Steph is doing this year because he don't have Clay. I don't have he, Clay. He don't have don't, Wiseman out. Yeah, Wiseman just Wiseman just tore his meniscus. Right. Like, you know like two I weeks have, ago. I don't have a Wiseman. I have Draymond, but uh, it's Draymond. Uh. He's he's just the overall. He's the middle of the puzzle. That Draymond right. is the middle of the puzzle that makes. You know what I'm saying? That makes everything, everything else go, go together. Yeah, and but like speaking of stuff, he just broke a uh, Kobe record for the most 30 point games in a sh- in a row. row. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think the record was 10, and Steph is at 11, or the record was 11, and he's at 12 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was. But, I think he, it was last night. He yeah, did. against yeah. Philly. Yeah, yeah, against yeah. And he, if y'all didn't see those highlights against Philly, and even doubling back to Sunday, 
what he did against Jason Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Woo! <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, and I did see Steph today. He did mention that uh, he believes that he is the MVP front runner, which that's cool. And I did I definitely did not expect the Warriors to be here moments after Clay tore his Achilles, like the what was that like before the season like I game say, like, before he he was started. in a pickup game over the over the like the break or something no it was it was or something like that it was literally like a, a game before the season started it may oh, have been like that yeah. last preseason game and he was warming up he tore tore couldn't his joint yeah but i say he couldn't go and that's that's crazy especially coming off of clay's already dealing with the torn up knee from the finals uh from nine. Yeah, from summer nineteen. I will say from nineteen. Yeah. From from the Raptors championship to last season starting, last season starting to the season stopping to the bubble starting to the NBA season this year, it feels like it's been like four different seasons that's occurred. Like I just tell you that to my little brother. I say I feel like I've been watching the NBA for like two years straight almost. Like that's how I feel. Like because they so been so close together, it's been crazy. Yeah. I honestly like this format and the season starting in December, January. I don't mind that. Uh, I doubt if they make it permanent, but I think it's kind of dope. I think having all sports playing at one time to me was like dope at one point. Like at one point we had football on Sunday, basketball on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, college football on Saturday. Like yeah. it was it was crazy. You had sports nonstop all that time. All the time. And especially, and, and normally we only get that during October, like October, November, uh, when college football, basketball is starting. But, you know, now that they push the season back, like the season normally starts around Halloween now. Uh, well, it used to, but now it's like November 2nd. December, yeah, I'll say like yes. December. Something like that. So now they pushed it back. Uh, baseball is normally like ending this World, Ch- World Series. Everybody's like glued to their sports books and TVs, everything between. But this year, it's, it's just been crazy. So uh, going into the season, well, first of all, who who is your team? Like, who who do you who do you uh, who will you die on the hill for? Is it Lakers? Is it? Uh, uh, I don't. I don't have a NBA team. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I talk about LeBron fans all the time, but I'm kind of sort of one of them. Um, I follow KD just by wherever he goes. <laughs> so I've been big Brooklyn right now. Um, but there's a lot of teams I actually cheer for this year. Um, what the Suns are doing are amazing. Yep. Um, I ride for book. Um, especially being one of Kobe boys, like we talked about earlier. Um, I ride for book. Um, like you say, Brooklyn is probably one. And the home team. Um, I love Zion. Yeah. Um, anytime I can get out there and watch the Pelicans, I like watching the Pelicans. So um, it's usually, like you said, it's one of them I'm kind of watching or tuning in for. Love watching Steph play. Yeah. Um, Luca, love watching Luca play and stuff Luka like that. Special. So it's really me. It's basketball as a whole. But if I had to pick, it would be wherever KD is. I'll be honest with you. Straight up. Straight up. So I can't talk about the LeBron people too much, but you know. <laughs> it I mean, hey, like some some of the LeBron fans, they they do I, listen, I love LeBron. I definitely do love LeBron. I love everything that he does on the floor, off the floor. But some of his fans, man, like <laughs> if whew, I, I do, I do, and I do miss barbershops. And that's one thing like out here where I get my haircut, like it's just like a personal like studio joint. But I do miss the barbershop where you would have the Kobe fan walks in and the Braun fan walks in. And the Jordan fan. And then there's the OG yeah. Jordan fan. Like he's like he's over there on the domino domino table and he done heard the wrong thing. <laughs> so now now he in the mix. But uh, so with Brooklyn just kind of being in the uh, in their up and down status, 
Um, and I, I think people misunderstand Kyrie because Kyrie is just a he just he's just definitely. a different thinker. Like that's definitely just, misunderstand Kyrie. Yeah, he's just a different thinker. Like the things that he thinks, like I, I get it. I know people like that. Like people in my hood I grew up with that think like Kyrie. There's people I went to UL with that think like Kyrie. There's people that I met post college that are exactly like Kyrie and, and James, them forming their super team, not mad at it because that's just the the era that we're in. That's now. the NBA now. Yeah, that's just the, the era. And so I would still love to see L.A. versus Brooklyn in the finals um, because even though I feel like on paper, if you just look at it, Brooklyn has more firepower. But when it comes down to it, James Harden, you know I love you. <laughs> However, we've seen you disappear, my brother. We've seen you dis- disappear. <laughs> we've seen you disappear. So I'm going to say this. Brooklyn has the stars. Yeah. Lakers have the complete team. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So now you have LeBron, AD, Drummond. I got THC, Kuz, Trash, Strodinger, Russo. Uh, I just have I just have a full KCP. Uh, I just have a full team. More With twin. Brooklyn, you have the superstars. You got a Shemit. You have a... Um, DeAndre Jordan, you have Blake Griffin, you have some of those guys, but when it comes to those breaks, those other guys have to take and things like that, kind of like those Warriors back in the draft. The Warriors' big thing was Trenton Knox. Remember, yep. they had they started five, but then they had Barbosa, Sean Livingston, all those guys coming off the bench that gave them 15, 20 some nights and stuff like that when yeah. Stephen Clay sometimes didn't have great games. Yep. So they kept them afloat. I feel Brooklyn. Right now, we're staying afloat because Kyrie's kind of playing out of his head. Yeah. But if it comes to playoff time and a Harden and KD may not be 100% or may not be ready, that turns on a different trigger for some people. And I think a Philly can beat you in seven games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Philly has a, com- a complete team, too. Philly been on one. Shout out Doc Rivers. Yeah, I would say Philly has a complete team, too. Milwaukee. Adding different players, getting Jude, uh, PJ Tucker there now and stuff like that. They're kind of coming around and stuff. I think they should trying to find the identity, really. Yeah. But I do feel like sometimes when it comes to like a seven game series, if you let Jonathan Chris Middleton go off three games, now you're in a seven game series. I let Jonathan get forward in the game seven, game over. Yeah. So it's really, it's really how, you know, how it's shaping up, man. The East is just crazy. Like the Knicks being number five. Is insane. Out of control. Like <laughs> it, it would have, I would have never put my money on it. Like so, so it just it, the East is really crazy. Even the West, man, like Utah and you know what I'm saying, like the Lakers being like number six right now. Yeah. Like Utah and the Suns being your top teams in the West. Like it's just really crazy how everything is shaping up this year. And I love it with the year not being your what I want to say, your, your prototypical the Lakers are number one, Brooklyn number one, and stuff like that. Like, you have other teams that's really like, man, I'm out here. Like, Chris Paul is showing you whatever team I go to, we're going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Like, it don't matter who you put me with, I'm going to win. Our bias aside, knowing Lang, I picked the Suns, right? And, uh, like, my preseason pod, my co-host laughed me out the room. He laughed me out of my, out of my mother's house. Like, <laughs> like, like he was like, no, nah, like, the Suns, like, you're tripping, you wild, da-da-da. I said, all right, it's cool. I know, bro, you've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen Chris Paul turn David West into an all-star. I've seen Chris Paul turn Tyson Chandler into an all-star. I've seen Chris Paul turn Trevor Ariza, a young Trevor Ariza, 
into a key DeAndre player. DeAndre Jordan was an all star two years. Blake Griffin was an all star three or four, five years. Yep. He yep. bought a young, the oldest person other than him on the OKC team was like 23. Had to and they playoffs. were, what, number five or six in the playoffs? The man's a winner. Like, yeah, so you can never say wherever he goes, he's going to win. So you put him on a Suns team that, to me, over the years, all they were missing were a point guard. That's it. Oh, yeah. They've been missing for a long time. For the longest. That's all they needed was Mm -hmm. a solid point guard. A leader. A a real leader. You know what I'm saying? That's all they missed. And that's why, like, my my MVP list, it's uh, not in order, but it's Chris Paul, Joker, Dame. Steph has made a run this week. Embiid, and I'm missing somebody. Embiid in the East. Uh, I had James Harden there, but he slid out with, due to so much time missed. Uh, I had Braun in there as well, but he's missed so much time too. Uh, but that's pretty much my list: Chris Paul, Steph, Dame, Joker, Embiid. Like that. That yeah, is. I can that agree with that list wholeheartedly. Like I told people last year, in my opinion, Chris Paul should have been in the MVP race yeah. for what he did for that OKC team. Yeah, but like I said, I know now it's more of a popularity and all of that, so they don't give it to like back in the gap. You gave it to the best person or the person that did the most for their team. Now it's more popularity. So, but I definitely feel Chris Paul should be in some of those talks. I hate that he's not, but he should definitely be in some of those talks. Absolutely, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. And so, with uh with the West, like just how do you how do you think like what do you think conference finals look like for the West and for the East? Oh, oh, so East I got Philly, Brooklyn. Um, West is like a toss-up because I really don't know what the Lakers are going to do once LeBron and AD comes back. Anthony's supposed to um, play on uh, Thursday. 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 AD's this supposed to play tomorrow. Thursday. I don't know if LeBron – they say LeBron's still going to be out, but AD's supposed to play Thursday because, you know, they moved their game on TV now. So now they're playing the Wizards on TV. Mm. Um, they're playing at 7.30 tomorrow. Right. Um, so they moved their game. So that's going to be a big one. Um, so, but my early pick – um, depending on how the seeding fell, I honestly think the Lakers are going to fall in that 5, 6, or 4, 5. I think they're going to end up playing like the Clippers. And I think it's going to be a really hard fight for them, not the easy road they had in the bubble where they were kind of just beating everybody, getting everybody out of the way, right? So, um, but it's I, I, ooh, it's crazy how I really – I want to say the Lakers are going to make it. And I, I want the Suns to make it. I'm going to say that. Same. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. Same. Because I think LeBron's going to come in – He's going to be refreshed. He's going to come in that playoff mode, and it's going to be a takeover. And I really feel like you say Chris Paul, Book, and all those guys, they're going to step up too. I feel like last year all Book needed was somebody else to help. Yeah. I don't I don't think people understood what Book does. And then when they saw him in the in the bubble, the Suns went undefeated in the bubble. I think they went 8-0, 9-0, something like that. No, they went 9-0. Like and then, like, the cameras were put on him, and it's like, whoa. But it's like, hold on, like – he been young fella been doing this. Like, I said it about book, book and Bradley Bill, the two players I said it about all the time. Underrated. They don't play on TV, so you don't get to see them. You just see it on paper. Yep. But they don't see every night with those those guys score almost forty points a night. Like, you know how hard it is to score forty points in the NBA a night. And a efficient forty. Efficient forty, not <laughs> even like a like hard to shoot a lot of threes. They yep. score a mid range to three point forty every night. So it's crazy, like if people, like you say, people don't see them every night, so they don't know what they do. Kind of. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. <clears throat> kind of like the same thing, like this year, like people don't understand what the Knicks are really doing, but with what with uh, with uh, the power of the internet, I get a chance to watch a lot of games free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, Jules, he's my 
most most improved. Most improved. Yep. Most improved of the year by by far. I wouldn't be mad if somebody said uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau for coach of the year. I wouldn't be mad at it, but I got Monty Williams for coach of the year. Yeah. So that that is my coach of the year. Um, and so kind of like Jules, just like you say, like a nightly basis. I tune into the Knicks. I see what the Knicks are doing. R.J. Barrett. I thought he was a. I'm not gonna say a bust, but he was headed toward bust. He was. He's something's happened. I think the Derrick Rose edition has helped him more than what people are saying. And that's a really good important. point guard to me on the team with those type of players helps those type of players are great. Yep. RJ Barrett was trying to do a lot more than what he was used to doing yep. before, like you say, not Randall there and stuff like that. I do hate that some of those other guys like Kevin Knox or Nila Kina and those guys not really doing what I thought they would do. But uh, like you say, Randall playing out of his head. Yeah. And like you said, if he doesn't get most improved, something's completely wrong with the whole event. Off, off. Yeah, like completely, completely wrong. wrong. And like you say, Tiff, like for him to almost be put out the league, to go there in a dying franchise, and now they're ranked number five, really one game behind being number three, number four. Yeah, the East the is East, tight. Right, it's right. Tight. I say, being in the East, so it's really crazy. Like you could have Milwaukee somebody going to ski, and you could jump up. Yeah. So it's really crazy how that's all setting up. So I definitely agree. Both should definitely get awards when yeah. they put them out. I hope they do because if they Most don't, something is completely wrong. Most definitely. And I think the uh, the the biggest race besides MVP because MVP is still kind of wide open. Uh, but I think the tightest race is going to be Rookie of the Year too because Lamelo yeah. he's he's been cleared for basketball activities after he broke his wrist. I, I thought he was going to be out for the rest of the year, but he he must have did some kind of small damage or whatever. But he's back. And speaking of surprises, the Hornets. I had, I didn't have them there. I didn't At have all. them there. <laughs> I had, I had the Magic there before the Hornets. But Hornets. once again, this is preseason. Uh, before Markel Fultz, he got hurt like the I second game, like the second game of the season, like after he signed his extension. Uh, then the uh, then the uh, Magic traded uh, Big Boo to to my Bulls. They serve, uh, even <laughs> even though they were struggling. Uh, but but yeah, I, I hope. I hope, <laughs> I hope, I hope. That's that's all I'll say. Fingers crossed. But um, so uh, then, just kind of moving away from uh, NBA, I see that terrible towel back there behind you. You know I'm a Raiders fan, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm mad at my Raiders about that tweet that they put up yesterday. But we're not yeah, even gonna shed so shed any light onto that. But I had somebody explain to me what the tweet meant. Okay. So um, from what they're saying, George Ford flammed his brother came on after the verdict was read and said that we can finally breathe. So I'm guessing they were trying to say, like, quote him or quote on what he was saying. And when they put it in that perspective, I say, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I think they just said it the wrong way. Delivered wrong. Yeah. So I feel if they would have said, finally, we can breathe or something, and like quoted the family or something, I think it went over so much more smoothly. But the I can breathe part kind of uh, you stepped up a couple of toes with that. It, it looked bad. It looked bad. Like, it, looked it looked horrible. Bad. It looked bad, especially you know the Raiders being the first fran- franchise to hire a black coach. Like oh, yeah. it, it just looks bad. So uh, going into the Steelers, I thought we was going to end up like nabbing Juju from y'all, but I, I think y'all resigned I him. Huh? Thought y'all was too. <sighs> um, he he resigned a, a minimum almost. To stay, and then he's gonna restructure next year. Um, we're kind of 
making that kind of how the Patriots are doing. I think we're about to make that rebuild turn. Um, Big Ben coming to an end. I thought he was going. I thought it was last year. I thought he was going. Yeah, I thought he was going. So they making a rebuild. We lost. We lost Bud on defense. Um, but we lost Bush last year. Um, like you say, we started off what eleven and zero, and took a skid from there with injuries and just bad calls and COVID, and it was just so much going on last year. So I really think we're gonna be in that the midst of the AFC North. What sucks about our division, though, our division is getting so much better. It got good. Now we got to deal with. Now we got to deal with Clowney and Miles Garrett. I know. Now we got. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. <laughs> That's going to be nasty. We got the Bengals. Uh, they going to have Joe back, and they kind of, they about to start getting it together. The Ravens never. For him. Right. The Ravens never lost it. They just trying to get it. You know, so it's, it's just going to be a crazy year, I think, for us. I really feel we're going to fall in like that middle. Um, I hate to put us on like a nine and six, you know, I hate to put us on that, but I just feel like we're not going to beat the Ravens twice. Yeah. We're not going to beat the Browns twice. We may beat the Bengals twice, but the way we kind of do things sometimes, it sucks <laughs> to say, but we might flop one. Yeah, it might drop so, one. So you're right. So I just feel like it's going to be one of those middle of the road years for us, but I do feel a rebuild coming really soon. Um, with time to get in that extension, um, that's cool. I love Mike Tomlin to death, love so it. I'm happy for him getting an extension. Um, but like you say, we got so much going on. Um, we still now James Conner's gone, so we have to fill that running back position. I think we're gonna do it in yeah. the draft. I'm hoping Najee Harris or somebody falls to us. I can see that. That'll um, be good. That'll be. I mean, he, he fits. Crazy. He fits. Yeah. Still, still the Steelers system. Defense and running the ball. Right, right, right. Big guy running straight downhill. We need that. That's who we was missing last year in my defense. In my opinion. Um, but I definitely feel it's going to be one of the middle-of-the-road years for us. Yeah. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, y'all have an absolutely terrible year because I really get the Steelers every, every day. <laughs> every year. So I hope that y'all have an absolutely terrible year. But, you know what I'm saying? If y'all have a good year, salute Mike Tomlin. Uh, that's a good brother right there. I, I like everything that Mike Tomlin stands for. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's definitely, like, a, a, a good good team, though. But uh, so – uh, we're, so just wrapping up here, just what do you do? You have anything like coming down the line that you like looking forward to, or just just anything new that you want to let the people know about? Oh man, uh, really? Just uh, me. You kind of spoke about it before we got on. Um, I'm really trying to put some stuff together, man. Um, expanding really my brain and expanding what I do. Um, with the W, man. Um, I'm really excited. Like I mentioned earlier, covering the Dallas Wings this year, going to a couple of games. Hopefully, like you say, with COVID and media, I can actually go to the games, interview, and things like that. Um, and really put something together here in BR. What I want to do is I want to call it the Soul Runs. Um, that's going to be the name of I'm going to create an IG and everything like that coming soon. But it will really be me putting together some open runs here in BR. And we get together once a week. We hoop and everything like that. I might do like a little thing where you bring a shoe or, you know, you, go, you do like a $5 when we play and stuff like that. And what the proceeds to go to is doing a shoe drive before school starting for less fortunate kids. Love that. Um, getting the kids some shoes and things like that. Hopefully I get it put together, get it big to where we get some sponsors and things like that and just do something like that here in VR. So that's probably what I'm going to be working on going forward, um, getting that done. Probably not this school year because this school year started early because of the COVID and things like that happening this school year. But the following school year, I definitely want to get that together. So that's probably something I'm going to be working on soon. Straight up, straight up. That's beautiful, especially for the community. The community of BR needs that for multiple reasons. You know what I'm saying? Multiple. You know what I'm saying? Just so like the young bulls, they can see 
you know, and have some, like you say, something to look forward to as, as they, as they come up, as they get older, uh, just as they move, you know what I'm saying? And especially being able to move the right way. And, and one last thing before we uh, get up out of here, talk to the people about the talent in BR, like from football, basketball. I don't think people understand how, how much just talent and is there. Yeah, like, we talk about this all the time. And it's so many guys that play sports, even with me and coming up that are good, yeah. but they just don't get the right exposure. And sometimes the lifestyle catches them. Um, and um, Josh, look, Josh played this kind of year. They won four state titles, I think, while he was there. And he's playing in the brick league with me. And I always say, man, you should never, you should even been here. Yeah. Oh, whatever, and stuff like that. Um, football, man, guys from Scotlandville and Zachary and stuff like that, man. Some of them kids play. And uh, Scotlandville won, like, what, two state titles the last couple of years and stuff like that. And some done. of the kids don't even get recruited. That's so, true. yeah, right. So, but I do have, they got a couple of coaches out here. And um, one of my brother's good friends, Chris, actually interned with the Carolina Panthers. So he's trying to get something together where we have, like, a – what I want to say, a kind of like a senior bowl okay. here in BR where it'll kind of give exposure to some of those kids and stuff like that that don't get a chance to get tapes made or, or don't have coaches come down and things like that. So, man, but BBR, BR, like, hitting gyms all over Yeah, when it comes to just sports in general. Like, man, dudes be in the gyms, jumping out the gym. Yes, uh, I've, dude, seen. Say, yeah, like, I've seen it. I've seen it. stuff going on around here, man, like, Really, some of the break leagues, I laugh at it all the time, man. Some of the break leagues you go into, man, it looked like a D1 game. Because it's so many guys that should have went D1 or at least D2 or JUCO, but nobody ever explained to them, hey, man, go JUCO for a year, two years, and then transfer. But nobody ever sat down and explained that to them. So they just kind of let it go. And now they just knocking down 83 pointers in the game. In a break league. In a break so league, yeah. Right. It's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. So hopefully turning back to what I was saying with my stuff and stuff like that, hopefully we can start getting exposure and stuff to BR where people see some of these kids and some of these guys and pick them up and explain to them and talk to them and stuff like that about how you don't always have to take the D1 route. If you can get there. Like they got guys, D1 now, that played three years JUCO, had two years left of eligibility, Went somewhere, got drafted, or signed Cam, on. Cam Newton. Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy how you have that happen. But I feel like a lot of people don't explain that, or a lot of people see it, mm-hmm. but don't see it. Like you say, Cam, that's something that people probably never knew. Yeah, he was you know? Tim Tebow's backup. Like, right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 That crazy Tim- Florida team that they want to make a thirty for thirty for is crazy. Uh, yeah, but- and, and that's and you know. <laughs> Once again, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to hate on them Florida Gators because I am a Miami <laughs> Hurricane fan. But y'all got the up on us right now. I will say that. But, yeah, y'all's t- entire team, like that Tim Tebow's team, uh, even with, like, Aaron Hernandez. like Aaron Hernandez, Percy Harvin. Like, Percy Harvin. Uh, like, the, the brothers, Rainey. We had the brothers. We had Joe Hayden. Like, we had all those guys on one team. Like, yeah, Carlos Dunlap. Insane. He was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Insane. Like, y'all, that, that – that group of Florida teams, they definitely do need uh, I I stamp that. They definitely do need a 30 for 30. A 30 for 30. Yeah, so uh, right before we wrap up, uh, just go ahead and shout out any of your social medias where they can uh, – I'll put the link for, for your articles down here at the bottom, but uh, just go ahead and shout everything out. Where, where people, where oh, man, I'm on Instagram it. and Twitter. Um, I think they both match, if I'm not mistaken. I got double check. But I think it's uh, R-E-G-G-I-E-J, the number two underscore for both. 
Um, and that's really the only social media I'm really on a lot. I'm not a big social media person. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better at that because um, honestly, sometimes I forget I have them. You're doing better. You're doing great. Like, <laughs> it's a dark hole of. I'll let the people finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to get better. At it. But yeah, definitely follow me. Um, I like interacting with people. I will say that. Um, I love Twitter because I like interacting with people. Love it. Um, so I'm kind of getting better at that interacting and speaking and talking, giving points and stuff like that. Like I said, my articles, man, follow my articles. I do the weekly roundup. I do the sneaker drops. I try to let people know when I hear things about shot drops and stuff like that. So uh, definitely look me up. Um, holler at me about whatever. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm always cool. And if you need something, I tell people all the time, hey, man, you need a shoe. I can point you in the right direction. I can't yeah. help you on the price, though, but I can yeah. point you in the right direction. Facts. So uh, just let me know. I've, for the people, for the people that are wondering, like I've definitely hit Reggie up before about some shoes. He pointed me in the right direction, made it happen. So you know what I'm saying? His his words bond, like for hey, real. Man, like, I, like I tell you all the time, I'll point you in the right direction. I give you the contact, I give you the Instagram, I'll let you know who it is. But yeah. I can't do nothing on the price. The price yeah. not mine. Yeah, ex- exactly. From from new from new shoe releases to the old homi- ones to, to homies that repair sneakers yeah, like yeah, yeah, Re- yeah, yeah. Reggie I, okay. has I got people everywhere man yeah. so just let me know he's got the people all over the place well uh well everybody I definitely do appreciate everybody for tuning in checking it out uh, of course you can find this podcast episode you can find the visual of course on YouTube you can find the audio on Apple Music Apple Podcasts and Spotify and so once again the hat store it remains open finessing since 93 uh hats face masks beanies bucket hats we might have some merchandise for you guys later on this year we'll see and for sure just like the late great nipsey hustle says the marathon will continue i thank you all for tuning in and checking us out until next time y'all peace